Money FM 89.3, the best of the afternoon update. Money in the market on Money FM 89.3. Good afternoon. Welcome to Money in the Market. I'm Hong Bin Jung. The removal of the zero COVID policies seem to be helping China achieve strong economic growth, but now there seems to be concerns over the strength of China's economic recovery amongst investors as the combination of strong post-reopening economic data and sluggish stock market returns prove perplexing. So why is there a disconnect between the strong headline economic data and disappointing equity market performance? Well, joining us on the phone today to tell us more is Thomas Roof, who is the CIO of Asia and head of trading execution at VP Bank of Singapore branch. Thomas, welcome to the show. Hello, Hongwen. Thank you for having me. Thank you for joining me today. I mean, I just want to start off with the latest slew of economic data out of China. They showed mixed results. So how would you describe China's economy? Yeah, well, I would say on our side, we see a bit of a mixed picture, uh, uh-huh. uneven recovery. If we have looked at the Q1 figures, there was a strong, uh, we have seen a strong private consumption. Uh-huh. On the other hand, we see the cyclical headwinds uh, facing China with the U.S. and U.S. Con- with the U.S. consumer uh-huh. and the European consumer cutting back on the consumption side, which is hurting Chinese manufacturing sector. And uh, the recent data in April have also missed expectations uh-huh. There and renewed debt fears have kind of had an impact on the investor sentiment, which mm-hmm. also led a bit of uh, to a correction in the last few weeks. So, since you believe there is some mixed mood there, do you expect the economy to rebound further later in the year? On our side, well, 2023 is going to be a a consumption-driven recovery. Mm-hmm. So, there, uh, what's clear for us, it takes time to build confidence. So, there. We expect it to continue in the second half. Uh, the fundamentals have not changed much, but what is needed is more a catalyst uh, to change the sentiment that uh, for consumption to feed into the data. On the macro policy side, uh, I think we believe that the more decisive conviction on the policy easing is needed to build uh, more confidence for the uh, consumers and the businesses. I see, I see. And additionally, let's say the U.S. Fed um, decides to pause its interest, interest rate hike at its next meeting as it previously signaled. Would that give, let's say, China more flexibility with its economic playbook? China has been on its uh, own monetary path uh, uh, before as well, not facing the inflationary mm-hmm. issues. So therefore, they have been accommodative before, but the data uh, seems not weak enough yet for mm-hmm. a, a more decisive uh, PBOC easing. Mm-hmm. And it's also important to remember that China set themselves a growth target of 5% and is not looking into a V-shaped recovery. So they mm-hmm. they rather have a sustainable, high-quality growth recovery which is also one of the reasons why they might stay still on pause with the PBC, PBOC easing. I see, I see. And while there were strong economic data, I mean, while there was economic data that was out of China that, you know, was not that up to expectations and it didn't meet expectations, but there was still some strong economic data out of China, but it didn't seem like markets were that impressed by them. Why is that? Well, I think what one reason was clear, the sentiment itself, client uh, investors remain cautious. They are looking for more a comprehensive uh, growth rebound. Mm-hmm. And it, uh, it needs more time for fixed asset investments and real estate uh, to improve uh, where 
it needs time to build up the confidence uh, there before clients are willing and investors are willing to invest into businesses and real estate. Mm, so would you say there's like a disconnect between economic data and equity market performance at the moment? That's clearly something we have seen. I think uh, we have seen a very strong rally in November mm-hmm. where, where markets went ahead of its earnings. Uh, equities have given back uh, half of the gains since mm. then. Main reason still the geopolitical tensions between US and China mm. and also the global slowdown, which is an overhang. Uh, and that's especially concerning for foreign investors, which are not as familiar with China. And mm. uh, lastly, for sure, there are clouds still on the horizon about the looming US debt ceiling deadline, mm. which is creating an additional uncertainty around the globe at the moment. So with the combination of strong post-reopening economic data, as we saw with, you know, the headline economic data and uh, sluggish stock market returns proving perplexing, would you say that many investors are skeptical that China's recovery still has legs? Do they find it difficult to trade on the reopening theme across China's asset classes at the moment? Well, investors remain cautious. One of the the main reasons is the the uneven recovery where Mm -hmm. certain sectors are lacking. So it's much harder for investors to to navigate in such a market environment. But overall, although the recovery is slow, but it's likely to continue in the subsequent quarters, uh, leading to further earnings recovery Mm -hmm. towards the second half. Okay, okay. So what are some of the investment trends that you're seeing when it comes to investing in the Chinese market? Uh, we see we see three larger trends uh, still developing, one being clearly the, the rechecking of the supply chains across the globe to build resilient supply chains where we still see uh, a shift from low-end manufacturing, uh, moving more into Southeast Asia, mm-hmm. uh, where ASEAN is benefiting from it. On the other hand, China focusing a lot more uh, moving up the value chain on uh, supporting the high-end manufacturing and the automation side. So Mm -hmm. that's the first one. The second one, clearly, digitalization, China becoming a digital economy where Mm -hmm. there will be much more emphasis on uh, cybersecurity, AI, and uh, at the same time also the upcoming semiconductor cycle. Mm, and, uh, and the third one, green transition with the decarbonization, mm-hmm. where China is very well positioned on the new energy EV space, uh, with uh, China having a capacity of 70% in the battery uh, solar production. Okay, okay. And it seems like Chinese markets, they've erased almost all of their gains that they saw in the beginning of the year with the whole reopening theme. But is there room to grow for Chinese markets later in the year, though? Uh, On a global perspective, we remain cautious on the equity market itself, Mm -hmm. especially on the U.S. with the valuation not pricing in the recession. So there we are more constructive on Asia, uh, given that we are approaching the end of the U.S. tightening cycle, uh, being in a lower inflation environment and also having much more reasonable valuation. So there... uh, We also advise clients to selectively build up exposure to diversify away from U.S. European markets to tap into the Asian markets. I see, I see. What sectors should investors be looking out for in the Chinese market then? Um, As I mentioned before, 2023 is going to be a consumer-driven recovery, so we're still focusing on uh, consumer staples, Mm -hmm. 
selectively discretionary. And what's the, another advantage here is that these sectors are more immune to U.S.-China tensions. Uh, secondly, high-quality IT growth stocks, mm-hmm. where uh, investment into the digital economy, from uh, computing power to data centers, as an example. Mm-hmm. And the third one, uh, industrials with the SOE reform in China, uh, they are putting out a focus on uh, these companies to in uh, to upgrade their high, into more high-end manufacturing. Okay, and to put China into perspective, what is your outlook on global equity, Thomas? On the global equity side, as I mentioned before, we are currently more cautious on the markets where we see uh, US, the U.S. market uh, still overvalued uh, and where we are putting more emphasis on uh, more constructive on emerging markets in Asia, mm-hmm. uh, including Japan. And that's where we advise kind of have a, an approach of uh, having building up more exposure into Asia, uh, being at the yeah, better macro, having a better macroeconomic mm-hmm. environment at the moment. And finally, before we let you go, do you have any advice for investors tapping into the Chinese market? Yeah, for sure. I think first, the advice is always diversification is key, especially Mm. in an uneven recovery where uh, different sectors are impacted. Uh, Valuation itself are undemanding, but I think investors have to be patient for an earnings recovery given the geopolitical tensions and the global headwind Mm -hmm. from the global slowdown. I see. Well, thank you so much, Thomas, for your time and your insights today. Thank you. Thank you. We've been speaking with Thomas Roof, who is the CIO of Asia and head of trading execution at VP Bank at Singapore Branch. Stay with Money FM 89.3. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A W E D I O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.